You're listening to the Scale with Speed podcast. Why? Because scale equals revenue and speed equals profit. Hosted by nine-figure business builders, Matt Monero and Judge Graham. Enter with caution. Welcome to the Scale with Speed podcast. You've got your boy, Judge Graham, and my business partner and dear friend, Mr. Matt Monero. That's so ridiculous. <laughs> hey, you know what that makes me feel like? Like, like I should be in the middle of a ring with like a like a baby diaper on and a and a and a club with nails on it, waiting for like a lion to come out or something like that. You know? Now, dude, that would sell some tickets, right? Big, there. big old safety pin holding the baby oh, diaper. Oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> I was uh. uh because, dude, I mean, you're you're no, I mean, I'm a big dude, but you're you're a big dude, right? I mean, you went six two. What are you six two? Too big of a dude, yeah. Six two two eighty five this morning. Yeah, no, but but you're but we're. I mean, you're th- like you're just strong. And uh, Mitch was like, dude, I got to get Matt Matt in here with us because just you know, we're both just built like lions. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're, you're just a little bit taller of a lion, right? That's what I, that's what I, that's what I wish for my boys, right? Like I'm five eleven, So I wear the cowboy boots. That'll put me at six foot. But dude, I'm telling you six, two, six, three. That's just, that's the height. And I think, I think, I think my boys man. are going to be that plus, which I'm, I'm pumped about. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's so, awesome. so today let's, let's jump in. We're talking about when to fire, right? That's the that's the topic. That's the topic. It's it comes from one of our listeners asking us when when's the right time to fire. I'm afraid to fire people too early. I'm afraid to fire people too late. I, what criteria should I use? And I mean, it's 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 an endless ongoing problem for all of us in the entrepreneurial world. But I, I can promise the listeners like you can too, that there is a system to it and a process. And when it's done right, it's freaking magical. And when it's done wrong, it's a freaking nightmare. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, uh, I, I sit on um, one of my friend's boards, the, the healthware software company, right? And we had a planning meeting two days ago and, and I'm sitting there with the president and she was so frustrated, mad about like the simple thing. She's like, you know, I've asked this, this team member to do this now twice and he hasn't done it. And I said, well, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> what do you mean he hasn't done it? I said, you got to hold people accountable, right? I mean, so that's either a leadership problem or you got a personnel problem, right? So I think what's important to frame up of when to fire is, First of all, you got to understand, are you being a good leader, right? A good leader frames out, here's the vision, here's the roadmap, here's how you're going to contribute, here's what I expect of you, here's how I'm going to measure it, here's the purpose, here's the upside if we win, here's what happens if we don't, because if you don't do that, you really don't know if you have good or bad people. So I think that's the overarching thematic here is, you know, sometimes you may think you got a bad person, but you got to do some self-reflection as a leader and understand 
have I led? Have I outlined a plan for success? You agree with that? I do agree with that. And then there are also some real fucking scumbags that get into our world that want to cause trouble and chaos. They have no interest in getting better. They have no interest in bettering the company or the people around them. Their job is to just be a dick. And I've had my fair share of just bad, rotten apples that had no interest after we did all that. Hmm. It all out and even painted a vision of here's where I see you. They couldn't see it, man. All they wanted to, in fact, they wanted to tear down other people's success. So the old adage, my friend, of hire slow and fire fast is one that is not cliche. It is. No, it's totally true. Take yeah. your freaking time, man. Ask those tough questions. Get the references. Because, I mean, I, I love the interview process where we just assume because they dress the right way or they look the right way that they're going to be the right hire, right? And I love pushing further. Like, tell me a situation when you're, you had a conflict with your boss. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, boy, I hated that guy. Really? Could you expand on why you hated that guy? Right, yeah. <laughs> he made me fucking work. <laughs> 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 might might come up again here a lot of that same stuff so again uh you know the, the concept of of hire slow and fire fast is not some old worn out statement it really valid. is true it's still valid today <clears throat> as it was all those years ago um to your point about you know really setting the employee up for success through expectations is absolutely vital. But unfortunately, that's not what most of us do, right? We're broke. We're overworked. We need to hire somebody. So, you know, our brother-in-law kind of needs a job and they want to come in part-time. Okay. Now we're caught up in that whole cycle of I can't fire my family, right? It's going to go. Or we, we don't have the courage like you and I have had to do multiple times and really get rid of good to get great. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that, that's, that's it, right? So back to this topic, because we're we're trying to, to, to hit it at all angles, right? When is it the right time to fire? I think what Matt and I are emphasizing right now is, is two really important points. Are you a, being a good leader and have you provided the roadmap, the plan, the structure, the tools, the technology, the culture, all the things for that person to be successful? And then have you taken the time to ensure you've made the right hire, okay? So this podcast is assuming those two things are in place, okay? Because you gotta do those two to get a good person. And then from there, then you we're gonna help you figure out when to fire them. But if you haven't done one and two, you could have a great person and, and you're the problem, right? Or your interview process is the problem. So I think that's really important for all the listeners right now is, you know, um, self-reflection is, is, is the hardest pill sometimes. So let's assume both of those are in place, right? Yeah, way to, great frame. That's the right way to frame this. Yeah, thing. right. Um, then the next thing, I mean, listen, I, I, Matt, you may feel differently, but dude, I know instantly. I mean, I use my gut. It's like, if you at all don't want to talk to somebody and avoid them, it's time. <laughs> I mean, it is, right? Uh-huh. And, and, they, and they could even be 
potentially a good performer, but I would go as far as to say culture outlasts and beats performance for me, even though that's going to be a weird thing to say, right? If I've got a great performer, but they're an asshole or culturally, I just don't want to talk to them. They don't jive with the team. Dude, it's time to go. So you're saying there that that personality, um, happiness, all that does matter. Against what the culture is of the core values. Yes. Yes, I I agree with you completely. In fact, I actually like to hire happy people. Yeah. I like to hire funny people. Um, Positive people. (laughs) Positive. I, I can work on a lot of the, you know, the technical stuff and the learning if we start with that. But if we get, if we, if we expand on what you just said, buddy, to help the audience, there has to be performance milestones that are super simple, basic blocking and tackling that the employee is required to do early on. I'll use the phones. Like if this person's going to be a salesperson and they're going to have to make their money on the phone, you better get them within the first couple of days. And if they're, if they're awful, if it's 50 calls and they can only do 10, use your gut. You know how it plays out. The person who struggles to make 50 is never going to make 50, let alone the hundred that it might be required to move the needle need to put them in the deep water soon. Not difficult deep water, not freezing cold deep water, make it nice 85 degrees, but they got to be in a position to sink or swim very early on. So you can really get an idea of whether or not that's going to work out because there is nothing worse than putting somebody through all the training and all the employee manuals and actually getting to know them only to find out that they just don't feel like working hard. Yeah, totally. And that's it. I mean, I think you bring up a good point. I mean, back to this when to fire, it's really simple, right? If you've laid out the expectation, hey, it's 75 phone calls a day and we're a week into the first week and it's been 50, 40, 60, 50, we got a problem, right? I mean, most, but most people, Matt, we don't, we don't as managers and leaders we getting back to that. We don't lay out the expectation, right? We, 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 we just, we, we kick the can down the road and, you know, we, we hope it gets better and it doesn't. So, you know, fire fast, right? Hire slow, fire fast, fire against your core values, fire against the culture, fire against your gut. You simply don't want to look at the fucking guy again or gal. It's time to fire them. You know, for sure. If, if yeah. it, here's another one, sorry to cut you off. Here's another one. Circular conversations. That is my first instance when I'm ready to fire somebody here. Let me just play this out. Hey, uh, Hey Matt, how are you doing? Great. Great. I'm doing, doing good judge. Okay, cool. I'm calling about the, the pipeline. Okay. I want to know what the pipeline is. Is, is that updated? Well, yeah, kind of sort of, you no, know, is the pipeline updated? I need to look at the pipeline, Matt. Well, yeah, and then we get into the pipeline. It's, well, you know, I kind of called this person, but he didn't, you know, didn't didn't come. But I talked to the 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 admin, and she said that they had the budget. And if it takes you thirty minutes to get through a pipeline of mm. six accounts, and you have no clarity, mm. it's time to fire. Mm-hmm. Great point. Great. Circular bullshit conversations. 
You got to squash them. Great, great point. Now, now, Judge, there's a lot of reasons, though, why people don't want to fire people. And, and one of the ones that I hear a lot and we hear in Burn the Ships that I never cared about, but I do hear it a lot, is, yeah, I don't want them to go pay unemployment. I don't want to have to go pay unemployment and my unemployment rate's going to go up and all that sort of stuff. So Small you know, thinking. It's small, dude. It's Unemployment is a line item expense on the income statement, man. It's just a, it's baked in the cake of being in business. So you can never be afraid of that. Other things that go back to your original conversation of the self-reflection as the leader is, well, I'm afraid they're going to leave us a bad review. Well, yeah, dude, maybe you need to see that freaking bad review. Listen, I I read the bad reviews about our company just as much as I read the good reviews. In fact, I actually like the bad reviews a little bit more. And they, I don't, I never, we just got a bad review from, from one. And, and she was pretty nasty to, about our operations department. I called in operations said, Hey, listen, I'm, I'm not here to bash you about this, but I just want you to know we're not sleep. We're not sweeping this review under the carpet. Mm-hmm. Says she wasn't trained. She says she, there were times where she wasn't talked to in a supportive manner. Mm-hmm. What do you think about this? Right. So you can't be afraid of the freaking bad reviews, man, because sometimes there's truth in those bad reviews. And by the way, sometimes they're all bullshit. Yeah, especially at scale. Right? Yeah. Especially at scale, right? So, um, you know, there's also a, a lot of people don't don't fire to judge because they're afraid of that window of the replacement. It's just kind of easier to have the halfway decent employee than to have to get rid of them pay the severance if that's what the company chooses to do. You and I are big believers in paying a severance. It, it, get a general release, pay a severance, finish, tie the bow kind of as tight as you possibly can to make the departure as nice and fair. But they're afraid of, oh, man, then I got to go to the marketplace. I got to place an ad. Then I got to go through the interview. Yeah, dude, that's what you got to do. Yeah, <laughs> all of it. <laughs> Hiring and firing should be just like answering the phones. It never stops. It no, always it, is a requirement. No, it never it never stops, and it's it's a requirement of scale. I mean, I think the other thing to look at is is when do you fire? You know, we're we're big believers of what's the end game and where's the goal. And so, if you're not hitting that, then you got to look at why is why are you not hitting? And it could be a multitude of things, right? I mean, we're in one business where we're, we're facing that right now. I mean, it could be the, the market, it could be the people, it could be the product, it could be the offering, it could be the effort. I mean, it's a multitude of things. So you've got to figure out why you're not winning to the desired level you want to win. And if in that equation, after you double click, it's clear because you may have the wrong people in the wrong seats or the wrong people in the wrong seats or what, you know, all together, it's time to fire, right? It's not going to get better, right? I, I, you know, I'm dealing with uh, that tech uh, healthcare tech company. And when I had the conversation with her, it's just, you know, we, she still has this one or two people there. And I'm like, we've had this conversation six weeks ago. It's the same conversation. It's not going to get better. Yeah. Those people are not going to change. The only thing that you can change is change the person. It's time. Yeah. And let's offer our listeners this thing that they should just trust us. Because you and I have seen this countless times, both in our careers prior to working together and now working together. It's amazing 
when you get rid of the wrong person and you get the right. Oh man. Game changing momentum. is. Yeah. Everything can change in a day. And you're like, Oh my God, why did we wait so long to get somebody good in this role? Yeah. Yeah, And the other other piece of advice I'm going to give is listen, nobody likes to fight. Even if you're the most asshole motherfucker out there, unless you just have a black heart, no one likes to fire anybody. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, it, it, there's there's it's just you just don't. Right. I mean, th- th- these people may have families, they have jobs, they have, you know, debt, they, you know, all, all those things. But you have to have a bigger awareness and fiduciary duty to you, your family and the other people that are carrying their weight. Right. And I started having to fire people young in my career, like 23 years old, right? People that were 10, 15 years older than me. And what I would say is, you know, for people out there that just haven't had a lot of experience doing it, dude, it's, it's tough, but you got to rip the bandaid off. You just, it's not going to get better. Once you hit that point, dude, the, the five minutes of uncomfortableness, whether that person's crying, uh, whether they're yelling at you, talking shit, or, you know, I'm doing extremes. You got to rip the bandaid off. That five minutes of uncomfortableness could be the difference of you winning or not in the next 30 days. Absolutely. I mean, you know, we have, we, we, we have, um, we call, I don't want to mention the sales guy's name, but in the office we have a, uh, we, we call it the, the such and such, his first name and his last name syndrome. And this is a guy that always had a attitude, um, was a marginal performer, never really hit his number, but always kind of got close. And when we got rid of him, when we fired him, eventually, dude, I'm talking years, we put up with it, right? And we, we blew him out and started calling all his customers and his old vendors and dealers. And they were like, we fucking hate you guys. That guy was such a dick. We'll never do business with you guys. So we call it the such and such syndrome. It's you don't know what damage is being done to mm. your reputation and your brand by keeping some of these shitty employees. Right. I think it's all internal, right? Oh man, if right. if he did, you know, instead, boy, his goal is a hundred thousand a month and he's always doing 80 and you think it's 20. No, dude, it could be 200 and right. it's 120 that the damage is, right? Yeah. Well, and the other thing too, I want everybody to listen to, and, and you and I both have had this through experience. It just gets worse. Okay. So when you have that gut feeling, that person has the gut feeling, but they're now pissed for what, even if it's their fault, for whatever reason, they're mad and they're starting to talk shit, whether you're aware of it, you're avoiding it, it's happening. It's becoming toxic in the organization there's more entitlement happening. This place sucks. The boss is a fucking idiot. We're fucking mean. It just gets worse with time, right? You talk about death by a thousand cuts. <clears throat> the, the longer you let that play out, the worse it gets. It, that's, mm-hmm. just, that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. And I would just encourage, you know, it's just, just go. It will be better without it. And, and I'm doing it, knowing it, I mean, many times, you know, when I would know, it, I would go a month sometimes and just kick the can because I wanted to avoid it. I was hoping if, if 
if this happened or this account came in or this changed it that, well, you know, let's just give it another week. Let, let, let's just, let me put my head in the sand and give it another week and maybe next Monday will be better. It, and it just gets worse. Yeah. It just gets worse. Hey judge, let's give some, some real um, um, technical benefit to the audience though, because we've seen this at a, at a, at scale. You better have your shit together when you're firing somebody as well. Totally. For example, HR documentation. Dude, you better have some write-ups in the folder. Yeah. You better have some reasoning to justify it other than I just couldn't take the guy another day. Not good enough. And so if people want to start to play chess and in, in the hiring and firing side of things, particularly the firing side of things, the, the checkers move is just to blow them out. The chess move is to make sure that you CYA. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's give a couple of pieces of advice. And again, please, you know, Matt and I are not attorneys, so this isn't legal advice, but, you know, we would recommend always have someone else present. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you can't afford and you don't have HR, then bring in another subordinate. Right? Totally. But you need two people present you know, you want to have some sort of documentation prior, not 100% needed, but it would be great, right, to, to have that. And you want to push for some sort of release, right? So let's offer some suggestions on how the documentation starts. Let's just say that the, the, the deal's 50 calls a day, right? And the person's missing. And you've had the conversation and said, hey, remember when we hired you? And even before in the interview process, we told you it was 50 calls a day and you missed. I need you to make the 50 calls a day. Otherwise, I got to write you up. Well, the guy does 50, 40 calls the next day and you write him up. And you're like, hey, man, I thought we got sign off on it. I thought you agreed and you missed. I got a document that you missed. That should not be confrontational. That should just be a little bit of smoke before the fire, right? But it's it, you now have a first round of documentation of pure fairness in which the employee missed the clean expectation that everybody agreed upon right? Totally. So, so write-ups don't have to be this awful blow up and problem. It just is, Hey, we talked about this and it didn't quite, you didn't quite do what we asked. So I just got a document. And I would always recommend that you have two of those in the file. And the other thing too, buddy, that's so important for everybody to get is if you're running a great business and you're really trying to be a, 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 a you know, a superior leader, um, these are all reflection points for you as the leader. Hey, did mm. I do something wrong? Not tell you 50 calls? I'm staying on that one topic just to make the point. Did I not tell you 50 was the call? Let, let me chalk. I take yeah. the name on this one. Yeah, great leaders lead. But tomorrow I need 50. From mm-hmm. well, let's just, today is water under the bridge and the two weeks that you didn't make the calls. Start fresh today, right? Sometimes you have to have that deep level of humility. It's not the employee's job to figure out what they're doing wrong. It's your job as the leader to figure out what you're doing wrong as a leader and how you can help them get better. And when you figure that out, dude, as you know, that's when the exit happens in a much easier, friendlier, less combative way. Yeah. And, and, and usually for everybody, you know, listening to this, that, that has, you know, the anxiety. I mean, I I can remember young in my career. I mean, literally Matt sleepless nights on, Hey, I've got to, I've got to let this person go. How's it going to play out? And, you know, are they going to cry? Are they going to yell? Are they going to throw things like what's going to happen? And, 
you know, nine, nine out of 10 times, they know, right? They're almost as relieved as you are. Yes. Right. And so I think what I'm trying to hit home to everybody is if you're struggling right now and you know that the person is, is not a fit, more than likely they know it too. Okay. And they're, they're just unwilling. If you're going to keep paying them and avoiding it, they're just unwilling to leave until they can find something. Right. For sure. For sure. Now, now judge, I think, I think we've got to cover this one. What do you do with the middle of the road person? Right. They're not bad. They're just okay. They're not really growing year over year or quarter over quarter. And you know, the hard driving CEO entrepreneur expects growth of everyone. At what point do you just say, some of my people are just going to be middle of the road, right? I mean, you know, in the, in the digital space, you know, some people are just going to do pretty good graphics that are good enough for some clients and not good enough for others, but they're not fireable. They're just kind of okay. How do you, how do you get comfortable in your head about that? I think that you need at scale, you need people like that, right? I mean, I think uh, not everybody can be great and not everybody has can get a seat at the table because there's only so many seats, mm-hmm. right? So I think a well-balanced organization, you're going to have a, a, a high percent of really good people in a small percent of great people, right? Because not everybody can be the alpha, right? And, and you need good people that literally look at the world of, I'm going to come in at eight and I'm going to leave at five and I'm going to do my level of what I need to get done to move the ball, you know? And then you've got the greats that are the the outliers, the, the 20% that, that are killing it in, in sales or they're killing it in management or, or, you know, you're only going to have them for a couple years, maybe because they're going to go do their own thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. And so, so I think to have a stable company at scale, I would look at the world of man, if you can have 80% good and 20% great, the makeup of that company at scale is going to be phenomenal. Mm, okay. Great. Great. I love the answer there, which is, which is that not everybody has to be the baller. You can't, we, and at some point it's just too much, right? I mean, if you've got an organization of 20 and you got 18 ballers, it's just not going to work out. At some point, somebody's got to be the guy or gal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and at some point that, you're going to have this ultimate scale, but then the pressure of all that alpha is, is, is going to pop mm-hmm. at some point. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think it's uh it's, it's an interesting topic, right? I mean, look at Amazon, right? I mean, dude, you know, I would say 80% of the people, the thousands of people that work at Amazon, they're just, they're okay or good. Yeah, right. I- I need you to pick the package up at the warehouse and deliver it to this address. <laughs> yeah. And I need you to show up every day on time. I need you to make sure you do a good job and I need you to be okay with this career path, right? The greats, they see the career path very differently. Yeah. 
And, and if, if they, if you can't get them there fast enough, they're going to just do it on their own. Yeah. That's such a, that's a whole other podcast though, of how do you manage the grades to stay? And so much of that actually does come back to comp. Like how much. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and this is off, this is off the reservation a little bit because we're talking about how to fire, but anytime I meet with anybody that says we put a comp, a cap on comp, I just don't, I don't, I can't even understand that. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, like, okay. Like, why would you, if everything is incremental, there yeah. should be no cap. I don't care. Right, 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 right. So if you can sell a gazillion dollars, I'm going to pay you 20% or, and I'm going to keep paying you more if you get past a gazillion, like who cares? Who cares? I mean, it's the, you know, the ultimate example on that and, and not to, not to get off top too much is, is really Ross Perot, right? He worked for IBM. And one year by like the third week in January, he had crushed his number for the entire year. IBM says, you make no more money. And he's like, oh, yes, I will. I'm going to go start this thing called electronic data systems. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what the grades are going to do when you cap. Them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. So let's save that for another one. So let's let's bring this one to, to a close. When do you fire? Okay, Matt and I framed, dude. Self-reflection, are you a good leader? Have you provided the, the environment, the culture? Have you set the expectations? Have you set them up for success, right? Do they have a good product or service to sell or, or, or to service? All those things. Second, did you spend the right amount of time hiring? Did you do the predictive index? Did you personality test them? Do you make sure they match the culture? Did you check the references? Do they have the skill sets and the fortitude and the aptitude and the sheer grit to do what you're asking them to do? Okay, those two things, your fault, right? Once you've done that, it's easy. You know when to fire. It's culture thing. They don't hit the expectation. They're not accountable. <clears throat> your gut is telling you. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would throw in a <coughs> which is force the employee to do a version of the job description early enough to see whether they can meet it or they, they miss it and what their attitude towards the miss is. Hey, I got close. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, that's, that's the hardest thing for you and I is like when it's agreed upon, it's set in stone. Like there isn't a variable. It's a yes or a no. It's a hit or it's a miss. It's a win or it's a loss. It's not, it's not a loss with an asterisk. It's just a fucking win or a fucking loss. And that's where a lot of people in the firing side of things, they just start to look for technicalities and they accept the technicalities. I would encourage, as I think you would, dude, it's a win or a loss when it's all laid out. You either hit it or you don't. You're either, you're either getting forward or you're going backwards. I mean, it's not, there's not a lot of gray. Yeah. I think that's, that's the perfect way to end it. Right. I mean, it, it's, it's, are you winning with this person or are you losing? And if you're spending time in the technicalities, you've lost, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Make it easy. Teach right. art it. Am I better odds of winning or losing with this individual? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pro and con it, right? And then and then just, you know, I think that's the best. That's that's putting a bow on this podcast. Can you win with this person or are you going to lose? Look mm-hmm. at it like football. We need an offensive line. I need a center. Is this center going to win me games or not? The center can't win games. You got the wrong center. 
You get the wrong guy or gal. Wrong guy or gal. All right, buddy. So uh, this was a good one. Uh, we got a Burn the Ships event in February. Yep. Uh, 1819, 1819, right? 1819. Burn the Ships.com. Uh, click boot camp to register. Um, it's going to be killer because. You know, it'll be almost four months since our last one. So we've got some new content that's got to go in. And you and I will deliver the existing content with freaking fire because we haven't done it in four months. So get there, get to the event, bring friends, bring your management team. Don't be scarcity about it. Be in abundance about who can you help get great, dude. The stories we get just remain, they, they just continue. Some of the success stories just continue to get better and better and better. It's amazing. And by the way, Judge, just on a side note, there's a lot of plagiarism that's beginning to happen in our burn the ship stuff, right? Yeah, it's okay. I mean, it's totally fine. Yeah. By yeah. Way, I mean, it's, it's, totally- it's, it's great to see, you know, people, people winning and, uh, you know, I, I'm a big karma guy, you know, that, that, that shit all plays out. You know, we, there have been people that have been fired or quit from commercial fleet. <laughs> Last time I counted, I think there were like seven other equipment finance companies that have been started in the Dallas area from people that got their start here. I spend zero time thinking about them. In fact, I'm now at a point where I actually wish them luck. Yeah. I hope you can do well for your family by trying to do it. But scale fixes so much of those things about when we're small. Yeah. Yeah. You're hoping they grow big enough. You can buy them. <laughs> I need I need the extra EBITDA. <laughs> It'll help. Yeah, it's just a different it's a different game. The other thing I want to I want to put a plug into that I think right now is is so important, and it's it's your first book, Matt. It's 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 the grit, dude. Like right now, I, I, I'm seeing such a softness in weird time with COVID and lockdowns and 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 defeat and. Dude, it, it, it's time to get gritty, mm-hmm. right? And, and you're going to see this this radical separation between people that win and lose. And I think if you guys haven't read Matt's book, The Grit, dude, right now is time to get gritty. And I want to leave on tough. that note. Just get just get fucking tough. So hit Amazon up. Just type in The Grit. You have it on Audible too, right? Uh, no, just the uh, hard co- just the softback on Amazon. You should what- you should read, dude. You should spend a couple hours and get in the studio and just that'd be a, a good one for you to, especially since you rent that a, a while back and just you could kind of on the fly tweak it a little bit. You're right. I could probably riff on that. I'm gonna do that. I'll do yeah, that. Yeah, dude. It's it's a great uh, right now. It's it's I would put it in the the top top book you should read starting 2021. The great. Awesome. Thanks, buddy. I'll do it. I'll record the audio. All right. Hey, and as always, make it happen. Peace. You are listening to the Scale with Speed podcast. Why? Because scale equals revenue and speed equals profit. Hosted by nine-figure business builders, Matt Monero and Judge Graham. Enter with caution. Enter with caution.